0: What's cooking, everybody? Welcome back to the O Show podcast. It's episode 494 of the show. We are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is a highly intense workout developed by the man right there you see on the screen, ladies and gentlemen, Floyd Money Mayweather himself. Head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Sign up for that membership today. We're also presented by betonline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus by using the promo code BLEAV50. Again, that's capital Capital B-L-E-A-V-50 for that 50% bonus. We're also presented by Eat Clean Phoenix, uh, Arizona's number one meal delivery prep service. You call the number right there, 602 573 76 to order Tuesday through Sunday. That is Eat Clean Phoenix, episode 494 today with a very special guest, Mike Spangenberg from State 48, man. How are you doing? Great, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad we finally got to do this. I think I reached out like last June to talk about something. And reached back out in like november yeah. we're gonna do it in december january february here we are march 2nd
1: yeah you've been the man for being a uh, patient allowing me to to reschedule and and but i'm it's awesome to be here
0: you have to because you you're you're killing it thanks you man. guys yeah. are killing it Thank state 48. you, you so guys much. are growing every single day
1: still have a lot of work to do but i appreciate that it's always uh, great to hear
0: so when did you, you you've always been an arizona native
1: yeah i was born and raised in arizona chandler east valley boy uh, my family's from New York, but came out here to go to. Uh, really? ASU, we're in New York, Long Island.
0: Long, I'm yeah. from I'm from Jersey, right outside okay. uh, Manhattan, Fort okay.
1: Lee. Awesome, yeah. They, my dad came out here to go to ASU and been a Honeywell ever since. But yeah, I've just growing up here it used to just upset me that nothing out here was representing Arizona in a positive and fashionable way. So created State 48, and here we are today.
0: How early? How young were you when Jerry Colangelo kind of came in and fixed uh, everyone's? I'm was that terrible.
1: After? I'm, I'm terrible with uh with dates and years, but um definitely was here. Um, during Colangelo time, and yeah. kinda, he was like the the godfather, and kind of like <laughs> helped uh, the sons get get on track. But I I couldn't tell you what what years those were. You've got
0: way too many things on your mind, man. I your, do, and I have a terrible memory. Fried. Terrible memory. So let's run this down. You guys started it in 2013, right? And now right. you're at a point in 2022 where you're opening up a second warehouse.
1: We're actually opening a third retail location. Oh, excuse yeah, me. No, you're excuse fine. Me. Yeah, no. Uh, we have a Chandler retail location. Um, downtown Phoenix at the Churchill, and then we'll be opening in downtown Gilbert probably around May.
0: And you worked with over 400 different organizations last year alone. Yes, sir. You're doing yeah. all of these different... You have the State 48 Foundation, which I saw yep. over the course of the fall doing those events. How yep. was that? That seemed very uh, interesting and insightful.
1: Shout out to anyone who works in the nonprofit world because it's we quickly realized how much hard work it is. Yeah. But, I mean, that's ultimately our goal in, with State 48 Organization is just to represent Arizona in a positive and fashionable way. And and we always want to be known for selling more than just T-shirts and hats. So over a year and a half ago, we launched a foundation that supports aspiring entrepreneurs in Arizona. So just a natural fit of, hey, this is how we got started. How do we support others to make Arizona even better?
0: Right, because you you went through those early struggles like anybody else would in the entrepreneurial mindset in the entrepreneurial world, right? There was probably a ton of things. You had a full-time job on top of trying to start your own brand. How, How long before you actually were able to just do State 48.
1: Yeah, for, for me, it took three years working full-time. I, I spent 15 years in the hotel industry, so I wake, wow. work, I started cleaning dishes when I was 15 years old and worked my way up to become a GM with Hilton. And during that time... Working on State 48, I had two other business partners at the time. They were able to... We staggered it. We were smart. Stefan went full-time first. Nick went full-time second. And I was last, right? And then we just realized the more we put into ourselves and into our team members, the more the business grew.
0: What did you uh, what did you get a degree in? I never finished never college. Finished no, school, no I, but... I
1: went to I went to school for hotel restaurant management. Right. So, like, I was on that path. And I just, I just always wanted to work and was quickly moving up in the hotel industry and realized... Hey, is school is just not my thing right now, and never, right. never went back.
0: There's like half of the people out there listening right now that are like, "Amen, man." Yeah, <laughs> like, or as a successful business owner now, do you see that as like you don't need to get a degree? In order yeah, I to think. I,
1: well, I think it depends on the industry, right? For me, it didn't. I mean, there's still plenty of things. I'm not the smartest dude in the world, right? Yeah. But like, I had a business background, you know, learning the real world of the hotel industry, and like, I know how to treat people and I care about customer service. So there's those you know, soft skills that like will take you a long way. But, um, I guess it just varies on, on, uh, the field you're in, but I think education is still very important. There's just other ways, you know, more ways to, to do it.
0: Like off the top of my head, it's like doctor, lawyer,
1: yeah, son, like
0: anything in that <laughs> realm. Like yeah. I mean, you need an education. Yeah.
1: And if it wasn't, if, if I wasn't doing my own thing, maybe I would be limited on in my career or something. But so I guess everyone just has kind of their own, um, you know, path right
0: when did the idea spark for the so company? i would
1: probably say before because 2013 we're actually celebrating nine years this month so really proud of that but you know it started really a couple before 2013 when we officially had our trademark because we were the first state 48 company in arizona now there's oh, like 70 yeah. plus organizations that legal we have to, to really? deal with and all that. yeah it's, it's nuts and uh but anyway like it was the the idea started as a kid i always loved clothes loved arizona Um, you know, I was writing down names in a notebook for probably a year plus of like a brand name that made sense. My partner at the time we were living together, he used to comes out brushing his teeth. He says state 48. I was like, what the heck state 48? I'm born and raised in Arizona. He was like, Arizona's 48 state. It was like the aha moment. Right. So then just went for it. So really the process probably started 2010, 2011, just kind of getting the ideas going and just like kind of figuring stuff out, brought his brother on who's my partner now self-taught graphic designer and created the main logo you see today. And here we are.
0: <laughs> how, how many different logo changes did you guys have? Or was it basically, or was it close to what this was? Yeah, So it's funny.
1: Like we always try to like, you know, on social, like bring, bring up the history and reflect on the, on the, on the days yeah. where we, we sucked and didn't know what the heck we were doing. And, you know, still part of that today, but really there was only a couple different versions we, I think we had four original concepts and it's always still had to do with the, the name state 48, but inside Arizona the shape of Arizona right the outline so it wasn't that different but that was just when we saw it it was like a home run for
0: us man so when was you know talking about again like the that entrepreneurial mindset where like you have to dig deep and know deep down like this is what I want to do and I'm going to see it through were there ever any times early on when you were working and probably 100 plus hours a week trying to get this started on top of having a full-time job where you were getting burned out and a little frustrated and a little
1: that's That's a popular question, but I, I, to be completely um, transparent, like I never got to that point. Like it was hard work and anyone who wants, everyone in my, my opinion, today's world, everyone thinks the entrepreneur world, you know, field is so sexy and the thing to do and you're just going to make millions and millions of dollars is so easy. You better love what you do. You better be solving a problem. You better have the passion the work ethic because there was a lot of sacrifice. So, I mean, I was working 10, 11, 12 hours a day at the hotel, sometimes six days a week. But then I was like, just trained to like, because I wanted it so bad to work yeah. at our first office space and even at home because we started to have a spare bedroom to one thirty, two in the morning, living off Red Bulls, living off limited sleep, and it was like that's no, not what I'm recommending, but that's what it took to get started because those first couple of years we didn't have anything, we didn't no. take a dollar out of the business, we were just continuing continue to put it back in, celebrate the small wins. So it's and it's it's a lot of hard work for at least our journey. I know everyone has their own path, but. Um, yeah, you better freaking love what you're, what you're trying to accomplish and do. It's not, it better not be just about like, oh, I want to be, you know, put entrepreneur in my bio, right? Because it's, it's hard and it's, you got to figure things out as you go.
0: I mean, you see so many people on social media who are just like driven by, oh, like financially free. I'll have all the money in the world, the yeah. cars, you know, like that's not what it's about at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, if, if, you you can get to that, if you can get to that point, kudos to you. And there's a lot of successful people out there. And I think that's the beauty about, um, I guess the positive thing even, you know, getting outside getting out of this pandemic and people are kind of resetting their lives and real realizing what's what what what's like my motivation, what's my purpose? Like what's gonna get me out of bed and excited. So I think it's really cool that people are going for things that they've never thought they would go for. Like the opportunities are endless now with all the resources out there on YouTube and just connections and stuff. So but I think it's very important for people to realize and that's what we really focused on through our entrepreneur speaker series that our through our foundation term put on last year is like you better like be solving a problem and loving what you do because it's just so much sacrifice that goes into starting anything
0: there's so many things that happen that you like you said like you have to troubleshoot probably almost every single day
1: yeah i mean and even quickly you know the beginning years you reflect on a example of like oh channel three wants us to do advertising like oh we made it yeah. you know but it's like then you spend that money and you're like, oh my god that was a that was a waste you know yeah. that in, in our situation right you get a prime example of like you have to go through three go through things to realize what works well for your business and 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 whatnot so or what works really well and hey let's focus our efforts on that
0: do you think that Because every, like you said, every single day you learn something new, like 10 years from now you're going to think everything that you've done to this point sucks probably, right? (laughs) At least that's the hope, That's how my mindset is. That's the hope because at that point you're getting better. Yep. Having 15 years worth of experience, you know, in – Hotel management, hospitality—like, were you ready when you guys started to interact with potential partners and clients, sponsors, everything like that?
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's that's where I feel a huge strength of 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 myself is—you know, being the CEO and co-founder at State Forty is just is people, right? Taking care of people, treating people the right way, leading—like, everyone wants to work and everyone wants to work with people who they like and they trust, and that's what's so fun about. Um, our business how it's evolved and getting to work with all these great organizations and schools and athletes and you know amazing nonprofits and all all around just like if you're a good people and you can add value to someone like it's 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 pretty it's it's a lot of common sense right but that's one thing that I take a lot of pride in is treating people right and like even if we're wrong or we make mistakes like we're gonna we're gonna treat people the the way they should be and like create those memorable experiences and that's why we have a good reputation over nine years
0: what would you say was like your first big win as a business
1: yeah i love that uh always have like it's really funny to reflect because bruce arians um which like former cardinals head coach was our our big our first big win and they're like family today and 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 to expand on that you know when our first like collaboration we really ever did was pitching ba some design ideas which ended up being like their foundation logo today. We did a silhouette of BA. The Cardinals had a ton of success. That was like two years into business. You know, BA was that cool uncle in the family and they didn't care about, you know, making, trying to take advantage of us and making, you know, charging us a ridiculous amount of money to be a partner. It was like, Hey, we're going to sell this shirt. $5 per shirt goes back to Arian's family foundation, which helped neglected children. He didn't need that money, right. but we were helping create awareness. He was new to the Valley. You know, we added value to their, uh, to them. they, Brought in tremendous value to us. You know, Jake Arians, the president of their foundation, the son of BA, still lives in Chandler, is a great friend of mine. Um, so that, that's what I get most excited about. And like when I get to reflect on a journey and realize what I do every day, it's like you get to like work with people you, you love and, and like and all that kind of stuff. So that that success with BA gave us a lot of credibility. Then the Diamondbacks took notice. We started working with the Diamondbacks, became corporate partners you know, then the sun's kind of just like a spiral effect. Then we get Phoenix children hospital and like then got to expand out of more out of sports and work with organizations. And ultimately our brand, we want to be that recognized brand of Arizona by promoting all love. Right. So like when people see that and feel it and know it's no BS, like they want to be attached to that. So that's why we continue to evolve and grow. And it's, it's so much more than just, Hey, selling cool products on our, on our website, which there's probably much more talented people in the world than us. But like, we really care about giving back to our community. And that's what we always want people to know.
0: I mean, it was like that domino effect. Like once you've developed that first great relationship, word spread like a wildfire. Almost. Yeah,
1: and there's so much work that led led up to that point, right? I and mean, we were hustling. We were at First Fridays before it was cool. I mean, we were selling at apartments. We were on yeah. the tavern on Mill Avenue doing launch party. Like everywhere, anywhere that would allow us to sell State We were selling out of our spare bedroom at my house, like making shirts out of our house. Like there was the grind and it still is a grind today but it just gets you know easier because you have more resources and more team members and more capital and all that good stuff right but yeah it, it's a lot of sacrifice that it took to get to that point and i'm a strong believer that it's all about who you know in life right and relationships are everything like we went through phoenix fashion week which is uh well, actually you know interview here with brian hill and it was more about learning teaching you the business of fashion that was really new to us and then through that experience we got became friendship became friends with Brian Hill, executive director of Phoenix Fashion Week, who had a connection with Jake Arians, and that's how we had the opportunity to pitch that design. So if that all didn't, like, turn out like it did, then who knows where we'd be today. But everyone needs that first shot. And then when you get that, like, do you capitalize on it? Do you, you know, add value? Do you you create a good reputation for yourself? And that's kind of why, you know, we've been successful.
0: I mean, that was probably, like, the turning point for you guys. Were you anxious as hell, you know, pitching that idea? Oh, it like was so exciting, week. and
1: also like you just didn't know what to expect too. But like it all, like in my opinion too, sports ignites a community more than any any anything, right? And like, the, and the Cardinals had so much success, like that became like the Cardinal t. It was like perfect timing. Everyone needed a Cardinals t-shirt, something different. So now we were selling a bunch of those shirts. We were creating awareness and, and funds for a, a great cause, with supporting neglected children with a bad upbringing, right? So like that's what kind of created the structure of collaborations and our in our mission of like just wanting to do more in our in the, in, the, in our hometown.
0: What do you think is something that you guys want to make moving forward because obviously like hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts, like is there any other type of product that you want to put out that you guys haven't worked on yet?
1: That's a great question and and we always are trying new things and we we take a lot of pride in listening to our community and and, and obviously going off of what sells, right? But we've we've expanded the product line, joggers, you know, biker shorts, you know, um, flags, accessories, all kinds of random stuff. But what sells the most for us always is T-shirts. You know, hats do probably the second best. But so we try not to, as as hard as it can be sometimes, like, oh, let's do this, let's do that. And you always hear, you know, great ideas. Like we know who we are and it's just really, it's focusing on T-shirts. So I think that's important to be like, hey, we'll focus on the core mm-hmm. that brings in, in the revenue. And that's really T-shirts and hats.
0: Do you have like one particular client that you've worked with that was kind of either fun to work with inspiring to work with or just you know kind of just like touched on your heartstrings a little bit like it was definitely like a cool yeah there's so many
1: too i mean even just recently working with um um uh, special olympics arizona and they invited me out to go for the open to a putting challenge and and working with those athletes like that's what it's all and then when you're like those are what really tug your heart phoenix children hospital dignity health i mean there's so many incredible organizations that you know i can't name all right now um that really just like make it all like you know it's so much more special we just hosted a partner event back in January for anyone who collaborated with us and having 200 plus people that actually you know came in person there was so many more that weren't able to make it and they're thanking us for like you know working with them and adding value and making you know custom shirts and like that goes a long way of like oh wow like you're you're spending your hard-earned money with us but you're also thanking us for like what we do and what we stand for so there's so many examples we could talk about that all day of like the great people and organizations we get to work with. I mean,
0: I saw those pictures that you posted at the open yeah. that week Yeah, and that stuff's awesome. Man. Oh
1: yeah. Amy was amazing. Like it's just, it's just so cool. And then that's what like, you try to like make sure the whole team understands. Like I know that. Right. But like getting more of our team out at events and understanding like, Hey, everything you're doing, there's certain things that might be tedious part of, you know, designers creating collaboration designs and seeing that main logo over and over and over again. But like, you're creating something special for an, a different organization or fulfillment. You know, making sure like that first order to get someone that's their first impression of the brand, right? So there's like so many pieces of of the entire business, and we're all equally important. But like, getting them out and about and like seeing the difference that we're making now, creating a foundation like it's really cool.
0: Do you feel that? You had more pressure early on? Because you talked about, like, obviously starting out, you know, you didn't necessarily have the resources, the capital, you know, outsourcing stuff to other people. And you also had to make a name for yourself. Like, you had to capitalize on all of those opportunities that you got early on. Or is there more pressure now that you have a reputation, people know who you guys are, and... Obviously, now you have all of those resources. Yeah, it's a
1: great question. I think it's a it's a balance of both, right? Because at the beginning, it's so much pressure. And it's like, it's so hard to like, you just have to go, go, go and do yeah. like a million different things, right? When we we're, especially and it was just the three of us that started, we, we were great at like, you know, utilizing our connections and, you know, leveraging our friendships and connections that were also passionate about helping us get started. It was just really hard at the beginning. But now I, I would say it's even more pressure, especially on myself or like stress of like, even though it, it's, you know. I guess easier because you have more great people helping you. But now, like you, you continue to grow. My mindsets are is like are is always like, what's the next ten things we have to do because we can't become complacent. It becomes harder and harder to keep continuing to grow. We were talking earlier about challenges of social media. Like there's all these challenges that always come up. But like at the end of the day, you work hard and have the right people around you, it works out. But I just think like you know, ultimately having that responsibility of an entire team, like that is a lot of pressure and stress to make sure like everyone's always continuing to want to get better.
0: Oh, absolutely. Do you think that, uh, you'd even like social media if you weren't a business owner? Yeah, I think strictly... I mean, I'm very,
1: that is kind of like my thing. Like I, I that's my favorite part about my role is like meeting yeah. people and getting out and just, I think l- the world needs more laughter, right? Like, and I think we all could focus on the negative stuff of like what social is, but we wouldn't be here today without social media. So there's a, so much positive you could take out of the, you know, social media and things like that. Now, Sure it gets addicting and there's (laughs) there's some challenges there, but like, yeah, I, I, I'm always grateful for any, you know, tool or person or anyone that's helped us get to this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a double-edged sword. It's like you see sometimes people, you know, using it in a business mindset, right? Like just connecting with people. Everybody's able to help each other out, whether it's with their brands or, you know, social appearances. And then there's other people that just are on it like 10 hours a week. Yeah. I
1: I saw the other day um, and I shared this with the team is like, I think they said there was a fact from like Harvard um, source that was like 70% of, of a team member's day is like, you know, on social media. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. nuts, right? Like, especially if you talk about trying to be more efficient and productive and, and now more people working remote, like, you know, it's, it just be, just creates more and more challenges.
0: Do you find yourself more, um, you find it easier to find more employees that are buying into what you're doing? Like. Kind of having that same like set your soul on fire type mentality of like this is what we're doing as opposed to starting out bringing in people and maybe they did, just didn't pan out. Yeah,
1: and I take pride in that. I think I am. That is a strength of mine to find the right person. I think for for me too. Like anyone, what I think is a cool story about State 48 is really anyone on our team now has some type of tie. Right, like. Yeah. Like knowing my uh, one of our first team members, Janice, who's an incredible human. She was my brother's ex-girlfriend, and she was in the P, you know PR industry, yeah. and she led up, she now leads up our PR efforts. But I already knew what kind of person she was. I already knew her work ethic. Like I knew her skill set. So there's always like a lot of examples like that, you know, of like yes, this person can vouch for this person, or like I know this person firsthand, or like that's what's cool about a small business, you know, with a team of fifteen. Uh, which is not anything, you know, you know, too, too big, right. Where it's like, you could be, you know, strategic and selective on like who you're bringing on. And I, um, and I think if you were to ever make the wrong mistake, you got to make sure you quickly, you know, fix that. But, but yeah, all our team has some type of ties to, myself or connection
0: i feel like that's like the perfect amount of people though like 10 years from now if you have 300 employees like what are you going to do yeah are you going to meet all
1: of them that's the thing like and i take i mean we just i just finished um some one-on-ones which i like to do like formal and formal you know one-on-ones every couple months and even with everyone like that's a lot of time that goes into it of preparation and like spending that hour of like hearing any comments or feedbacks or suggestions or concerns or whatever like but yeah, I, 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 I that's what I love about our small businesses. I do want to be involved with with everyone and see everyone and and talk to everyone. So, uh, it, although my mindset's always like, all right, how can we get bigger and bigger, and bigger? It also is like sometimes you gotta ask yourself, does it? Do you need to? Like, are you just are you happy where you're at now? It's okay to have a successful business, but maybe you know. It's, anyway, yeah, it's it could be that much more challenging if you got that many more team members.
0: I mean, how, how do you kind of balance that, though? Because, again, like you are doing something you're insanely passionate about. And at the same time, in order to do it, you do got to create revenue. And I feel like if you love what you're doing, it'll come. And it obviously has come for you guys. But, you know, kind of like take me back maybe five, five to nine years ago, I guess, you know, kind of learning the ways of how to do that and do it balanced.
1: Yeah. And I would, I would say at the beginning, we, we almost, we did it the wrong way. And that's why I'm so passionate about starting our foundation that sports supports aspiring entrepreneurs is like, you Hey, not j- we're that. no, we're no, we're no experts in it, but like, Hey, let's utilize our whole network to bring in practical tips and and ideas and, and uh, connections and, and whatever it might be to help people start off. Right. Cause the first couple of years, we didn't have an operating agreement between myself and my partners. We didn't have distinguished roles. We were probably doing, we were doing all, we, I remember us arguing about like what social media post was going to go while we're all working full-time jobs. It was just such a waste of time at the beginning. So like for us, like, and for me, it had to go through that to realize what not to do in order to really take it to the next level. But Um, yeah, I mean, there was, I I don't change it. I wouldn't change it for the, for anything of like doing it how we did it. But now who knows where we would be today if we had the, the tips and the, and the connections and the mentors and the capital and stuff we, we, you know, have today. Right. But, um, I don't know if we, would it, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's just always fun to reflect on that. Like, on the at past.
0: the time when you guys were starting, like you said, you're like, we did it the wrong way. But at the time, did you feel that way? Or you guys were just yeah, starting something out? Yeah, I mean,
1: something you kind of know, like, hey, this is this is dumb. But, like, again, you don't know what you don't know, right? Or yeah. it's just, like, you again, you're so limited on time. Like, we we kind of, like, and when you're younger, too, like, you know, this is a totally different stage in my life where, like, I'm not as, like, stubborn or competitive, like, you know, to, like, Oh, I want it to be my way, not your way, right? Yeah. Like that's the reality too. So you're young and uh, just figuring things out. So um, yeah, that's what that's what that's how our story was developed.
0: What was the toughest thing that you and some of your partners had to go through when it came to decision making?
1: Yeah, I love that question. Um, so it originally started off with Stefan, Nick, and I. Stefan and Nick were were brothers. Stefan and I grew up together. My dad was a t-ball coach. Wow. Never thought we would have been in business together. We were both in the hotel industry. He knew what I was trying to do, living living with me at the time. He thought of the name, and then we went into business together. But throughout that time, our friendship went away. Right? We it was it's so hard to work with friends and family, and, and so that's definitely a piece of advice I would recommend is making sure people know who you're getting into business to. And it's not like he's a bad guy or I'm a bad guy. It's just our relationship business relationship did not work out. So for many years, we both had that animosity towards each other frustration that kind of always built up and then it took finally to the point of like having that tough conversation of like hey we need to do something different he didn't want to do this forever i did so ultimately you know split parting ways and we've so so much better we're so much better friends now and like but like it was scary for those years of like not like being scared to have that you know that tough conversation or have that confrontation of like, Hey, I don't want you to be a part of this. And it's nothing personal. It's just business. Right. And that's hard to separate a lot of times. So, and he had a lot of, you know, problems with myself too. And we just didn't work well together and he didn't ultimately want to do this forever. Now it worked out so much better for himself, myself and the business, but I was definitely the hardest decision to make and, or to even, you knew it had to get done, but just actually having that conversation. I remember there was, years and probably he felt the same way of like complaining about her like in deep down i'm like this conversation needs to happen but you're just like scared or you don't have a a, you know capital to to make that a reality or you know things like that so there was a a very you know, a variety of like reasons why it took so long to have that conversation, but that was definitely the toughest.
0: Like it was frustrating. You guys had animosity towards each other, but you guys still cared deeply about each other enough to where it was like awkward to have that conversation. Yeah,
1: you know, and that's the thing. Like we always made it work, right? We, we at the end of the day, you could have your differences, but like we yeah. all had the respect of each other, and that's why we continued to grow. And it's you know looking back at it too, like we wouldn't be where we're at today if Nick didn't have his mindset or his his interest or you know, styles and same with Stefan and same myself, we're three completely different people, right? So you kind of need that when you're creating a brand that represents everyone, right? So um, having the different um, opinions and ideas worked out well for us, but that was really tough.
0: What do you specifically look for when you are bringing on new people? Like what type of mindset are you looking for? You know, obviously like the exact job description that's available, but at the same time, their whole mission and vision for what their long-term plan is with the company.
1: Yeah, great question. I mean, I would say what's relevant now is we're looking for a store manager for our Gilbert location and, and what that would look like is someone with actual retail experience. You know, I'm a big fan of Lululemon brand and yeah. of who what they stand for and like their development and all that. So... But anyone coming on board, like you better love Arizona. You better like have that same kind of like interest of like wanting more in your life than just, um, you know, just a a nine to five. And like what I mean by that is like our mission is to do more than just sell t-shirts and hats. Hopefully you want to be involved with our foundation and be at our community events and just be a good person. Like it's, you know, just have fun with customers and, and especially in that role, like someone who can lead someone, but also like, hey people want to enjoy being around who who they work with right so it's really not you know thankfully we don't have to look for brain surgeons or anything like that it's like in this specific role though and our culture has always got to be fun love az you know obviously some some pretty easy things to uh some pretty easy soft skills but you quickly realize Uh, Right off the bat, if in in interviews or get to know someone, if that's the right fit or not.
0: Mm. Would you ever work with anyone? Like, if the opportunity was right and like the brand was big enough, work with an organization outside of Arizona, given it's so Arizona. Like, like yeah, I mean, we we have actually.
1: I mean, like Papa John's, for example, like locally, but then they also have location in Denver, and so like that's a big vision for State Forty Two is almost like a franchise model of supporting other passionate. Now, in no way do I want to go create, you know clothing for any any you know california but like if there's a passionate person in california that's trying to do what we're doing but if we could provide the infrastructure of design team and marketing and all that where hey we know how it was we know how it was to get started and um you don't have you know those those um you know skill sets or the option or opportunities to you know go to hire someone at the ways they deserve. Right. So if we could provide infrastructure for other passionate people in other States, like we feel like there's something there and we've already had conversations with others, but um, yeah, we're, we're so, we're so content and happy with like, just making a difference in Arizona because we still have a, so much room to improve and, and, and there's so many people in Arizona have no idea who we are too.
0: I mean, is there like an exact thing? Like obviously you guys are looking to grow every single day, but is there like an exact like dream thing that you'd want to do? for the brand?
1: Yeah, that's a great I mean, we're, we're, we're getting towards that point. And uh, one thing we're working on, on the foundation side is, is acquiring a state 48 license plate, which is, oh, yeah. uh, a, it was a vision many years ago and now it's getting closer to become a reality, but realizing how much, you know, in financial investment and, uh, time goes into that because it will benefit our nonprofit, but that would be a major, uh, win for the brand. If we can do that and just opening more doors throughout the Valley and, um, where people can experience like who we are and being closer to, Hey, we have a location in Gilbert, Chandler, Phoenix, you know, the West side, yeah. Scottsdale. So that that's kind of the, the big picture, but it's just, again, if we want people when they come to Arizona or they're in Arizona, they think of state 48 as anything apparel. Like we want to be, we're working towards of being that one-stop shop for apparel in Arizona. Cause we can offer screen printing embroidery services. We can create custom designs for you. We can sell your retail designs that represent Arizona. So, We're getting to a a point where we can offer everything for anyone in Arizona, apparel-wise.
0: I'm curious, what was the um, biggest investment that you guys made financially that didn't have the ROI that you were intending? Yeah,
1: so our first couple years with the Diamondbacks, when we became corporate partners, we invested way more than we could handle. And I'm so grateful that we went through that because, like, I'm proud. Not only did we make it work, but we just realized, and that's a prime example of like, you got to go through three. You got to go through things to realize, hey, there's no disrespect to the to the Diamondbacks if that investment doesn't make sense. But for our brand, okay, let's tweak it, and we developed a great relationship with them where let's get it to a, a a number that we that it's comfortable for us that we see that return and that you're also happy, right? So we still have a. Um, partnership with the Diamondbacks, and and that's a great example of like, because our first two years with them, we did twenty thousand T-shirt giveaways, and you quickly realize that as as cool as that is, and it's just really really tough to measure a return on that, yeah. and that's like big pockets kind of thing where you need to. So that was definitely um, our biggest investment, and really proud that we got through it and got to a point where now mutually beneficial on the long term situation what's
0: like the number one thing that you still are looking to learn more about today oh great question
1: um i'd say like a, a goal of ours too is eventually you know getting cut and sew where we can do our own polos or own stuff like right. that that's a whole nother world and i've learned i've learned more and more from it from you know friends in the, in the business that do that um, but like you know with the supply chain challenges now like that's that like we try to keep it as simple as possible we're yeah. graphic tees we can buy our blanks today in the valley we can get them tomorrow kind of deal we make that you know make that easy but i would say um you know kind of that cut and sew world is a, is a major opportunity and even retail in general like know how to treat people but just like now working through like a whole build out that's going to be a you know significant investment and in working with having friends and connections to be able to help you who have experienced that like that's that's a whole nother world just like having the right contractor and like to build out like that's a that's a that's a beast.
0: Do you think you're finally at a point where, like, you're able to talk and connect with anybody, at least on just, like, a human level of just, like, having a conversation being like, oh, I like Mike. Like, I definitely like to work with him. Like, are you an introvert, outrovert? Like, is it easy for you? Yeah, for me, like,
1: stuff? yeah, I'm, I I, I really take a lot of pride in just, like, you know, being a good dude, right? Yeah. And, like, I think I could always relate to anyone, no matter what your interests are or what age you are or your, in, like, whatever it is. So, I, that is something I take a lot of pride in, that's what a big part of our reputation and it's like, oh yeah, you know, and that's, what's really cool is like everyone always had the, the, the I guess the um, interaction with me for so long. And now like having Chloe lead up our partnerships and like yeah. seeing her like run with stuff for like creative, like doing their thing and talking. And sometimes like I don't even know what we're working on on collaborations. Right. Like that's like really something I take a lot of pride in because even though it's hard for me to like let go a little bit, like right. now you're trusting the people that know what the heck they're doing and capable of it and, and, you know obviously too like offsetting like your weaknesses or opportunities right like it's it's really cool to not be as involved but still you know right me. it's your baby yeah. right yeah. it's tough
0: to kind of let go and be like i trust you but like, yeah. let's see like do you ever look at things like all the time i'm sure of like that's a great idea like that's a great design that's great that but like i would have done it a little bit differently but like i'll let you roll with it
1: oh yeah no it's funny like yeah, creative like we have our like respectful battles. I mean, we have our creative meeting every Wednesday and even doing one-on-ones, like, you know, some of that um, real feedback was like, Mike, I feel like some of our new ideas that we're going to try to venture off, like you're kind of against or being negative towards. And it's like, no, like all great, like you could have the most, the greatest ideas in the world. That's nothing personal if it doesn't make sense for our brand to roll out, right? So like we struggle with that of like, you know, um, hey, you know, we want to implement, you know, kind of more, outside the box they're not just using main logo all the time. But like at the end of the day, when we try those things they don't sell as well, we need to f- be focused on like what is selling well. So we kind of have like, kind of created this rule of like 80% of our efforts need to go on stuff that like no is gonna sell wise, especially design wise. Right. But then like 20%, hey, let's sprinkle in new stuff, let's attract new audience. Cause it's important not to become complacent and attract, continue to attract younger audience and be rele- relevant, right? We don't want to oh, yeah. die off, so. So yeah, I always have opinions on design and such, but like definitely try to let everyone in their in their um, you know, roles kind of, you know, flourish and do their own thing and I would love that more than anything is being able to have the right person on, train them right and then run with it. Like I would love to be less involved on on in everyone's role. So
0: I mean, it'll be very interesting to see where you guys are, like, five, ten years from now, not only, like, design-wise or where the world's going to be on a technological level. Like, you guys could be in the NFT game for all we Yeah, have, no, it's you nuts. Know?
1: An, an, and that's, like, one thing way over my head, too, but learning more and more about. But I feel like we could always, like, you know, relate to something like that, even when Instagram first came out. Oh, no one's going to deal. You know, like, you always have to be on top of that kind of stuff. And that's why we're really creating a, a legit organization that's sustainable and not just focused on. Cause you know, I know every brand has kind of a, you know, a, a life lifespan. Right. So like, you know, hopefully we are more than that where we can last forever, but if not, like we've setting ourselves up to be one stop shop for apparel. And I said that earlier, it's like, we could do screen print and embroidery services for you. We doesn't have to be state for you. We can create custom designs for mm-hmm. you. That's our field. Right. So like we are creating a legit organization. We have a foundation that supports entrepreneurs. Like there's so many, pieces to our business that allows us to be sustainable and not have all our eggs in one basket.
0: Mm, what do you think is the, what time is it? And we got like five minutes here. What do you think is the coolest, um, opportunity that you've gotten that you didn't think you were going to get when you started? Like whether it's like, just like Love going that. to footprint center, you know, oh, hanging yeah. out with so, the sons and doing all this stuff. So
1: many incredible experiences. Um, I would say the first thing that sticks out to me is we have a freaking credit card with one AZ credit union. Like that's <laughs> amazing. Right. We get to they, they are an incredible partner that's allowing us to get in front of new demographics and we now have a, a royalty off of anyone who spends money or acquires a state 48 1AZ credit card right so like that's a was a major accomplishment and that again that took years of creating a good reputation and, and them wanting to you know associate with us because that's a big risk for them too right but yeah. so many great experiences even like Luis Gonzalez, uh, you know, being a friend now, we get to partner with him on a shirt that supports, you know, first responders in Arizona. Like it's just like all these great opportunities come from just being good people and making, and, and, you know, just wanting to be around, like just support our hometown. And I think people, it's, it's, it's very clear to everyone who knows us that that's what we're all about. So the connections that obviously we worked hard for, you know, all these come opportunities come more and more, the more you're out and about in the community too.
0: I mean, that's why I said like, I have friends who are go-getters. I have friends who are just complete introverts. I'm like, get out there, get out of your comfort zone, meet more people. You never know where the conversation is going to go. You never know where the story is going to go. You never know who you're going to run into or what the hell you're going to be doing. That's so true. Yeah.
1: And everyone has their different roles. I mean, we have, designers that might have no desire to be, and that's fine. Right. You know, like, but I think always challenging everyone to step outside of their comfort zone, even just having, finding a common interest in someone and having that conversation, which much be be much more challenging for an introvert than, you know, someone else. But, um, I would even share like a cool story is that we, one of our first events we would do at junk in the trunk, which was in uh, yeah. Westworld when we were first hustling and doing every events possible. Um, when we first got into the airport, and that was a huge win for us. The, the buyer approached, like, did their homework and came and checked us out first and even mentioned that after. It was like, hey, I wanna make sure, like, we're working with people that if you don't know who I am, are you gonna treat me that same way? You know, they, they so they kinda did their homework on us and we developed that relationship all from junk in the trunk and got to meet her at that point and she, like, kinda won her over. And we did, you know, a lot of business together. So, like, you just never know who you're going to meet. And ne- everyone knows someone, right, Sue. So, so if you're, like, an a-hole to this this person, they're like, oh, don't work with Mike. But it's the complete opposite for us of, like, even if we screw up or if we make more mistakes or we're going to make it right. And we always want to, like, reputation is everything we can control.
0: Well, I've enjoyed talking to you this past hour. I know you got to go pretty soon. But let me know if uh, – you want anything promoted on our end? Cause I've loved the brand for the past few years since I've been out in Arizona again, grew up in Jersey. I've been out here for about six years going to GCU, uh, saw an interview you did. I think it was like Kate Longworth. At yeah, one of the yeah, GCU yeah. Basketball yeah. That was, when we first that was like launched. the first time I actually was like, Oh wow. Like this, this apparel that's cool. company. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. And that's a big part. I mean, we're licensed with ASU, U of a, yeah. or U Arizona, excuse me, GCU, NEU now. So that's a big part of like collaborating with other organizations of value, But and GCU got something special going on. But that was when we first launched our partnership with them and wore the co branded shirts on on air and, and talked at the basketball game. But that that buzz at those basketball games are are insane.
0: It's like you and Frankie Munez. You guys are like the public figures that show up <laughs> we actually and
1: just talked because we're gonna he has a racing company now. Yeah. We're talking about and he's supporting our foundation too and wants to get involved. So yeah, I mean, and Zach Hall, the president of our foundation, is a great friend of mine. That all started from him being the the mascot at the Diamondbacks and now he was great friends with Frankie, and you know, just everyone knows someone. And it's like, if you're a good person, like people are going to want you to see you win and they're going to connect you with the right people. So that's what we just take a lot of pride Those in. Those are
0: three great backstories right there. Yeah, I mean, you we Zach could tell Frankie. stories for like it's forever, which is so fun. That's awesome. And so where can the people find us it state48.com?
1: Yeah, and that's all spelled out. We never use the number 48. We're not associated with the brewery if anyone ever gets us confused. <laughs> but yeah, state48.com um, has all the information about our foundation, all our services, all our designs, social channels, everything.
0: Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. And again, let me know if you need anything from me. I love the organization, would love to collaborate on some stuff. But here are a few of the T-shirts that we got today because Mike is such a standout guy brought some t-shirts with us. How many different types of, cause you talked about like the borderies, like polyester, cotton. Yeah. So I mean, we, we
1: typically use a cotton poly blend, which people love because it's just a nice thin t-shirt, but it fits, it fits well um, for most popular shirt we sell as a men's crew, obviously. But yeah, cotton poly blends are very important to us. We use a lot of tri-blends now, but we have over 200 plus products at any given time online and we're always just continuing to evolve and, Um, people love that main logo so we continue to put it on different color combinations and and variations
0: well let's uh get you out of here so you can continue to grow all right this (laughs) was episode 494 of the podcast i believe we're presented by mayweather boxing and fitness guys go sign up for your membership now head on over to state 48.com for more information zach hit the lights man